0: As we go to the first Thessalonians, I just want to read just a couple of verses starting in verse 14 and might go through maybe verse 23. And it says in verse 14 of first Thessalonians chapter five, and it says, now we exhort you, brethren, warn them that are unruly, comfort the feeble minded, support the weak, be patient toward all men. See that none render evil for evil unto any man, but ever follow that which is good, both among yourselves and to all men. Verse 16, rejoice evermore. Verse 17, pray without ceasing. Verse 18, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Verse 19, quench not the Spirit. Verse 20, despise not prophesying. Verse 21, prove all things, hold fast, that which is good. Abstain from all appearance of evil. And the very God of peace sanctify you wholly. I pray, God, your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Faithful is he that calleth you, who also will do it. Brethren, pray for us. Greet all the brethren with an holy kiss. I charge you by the Lord that this epistle be written, be be read unto all the holy brethren, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Amen. And as we look, you know, we see first, you know, Thessalonians, ultimately the writer is Paul, you know, as he's writing. And ultimately, you know, as Paul and ultimately Silas planted this church back in Acts chapter 17. And as we think about 1 Thessalonians, you know, ultimately, you know, if we have a theme, and ultimately this would be the first epistle that, hey, the apostle Paul has written. And as you know, he's, has, he's having this main theme about this book, and, and, and this main theme would be Christ is coming. And, you know, thinking you know, think about even even today, hey, I'm thankful that Christ is coming. Hey, even from, you know, we go to Luke chapter 2, and even in Matthew, you no, know, hey, I'm thankful that Jesus, hey, died, you know, ultimately he came to this earth, hey, born in a manger. And, ultimately, just think about it, you know, even in his teenage years, even in his childhood, knowing that, that hey, that he's going to be, you know, on the cross, knowing, hey, that those thorns are going to be right on him. Knowing that, hey, he's going to be whipped and be smacked and look like a totally different person. So that each and every one, each and every one of us could have a heavenly home. And just amazing how, you know, as ultimately Paul is saying here, hey, Christ is coming. Hey, be ready. And we think about even in this epistle, you know, in 1 Thessalonians, hey, the second coming of Christ is mentioned in every single chapter of this epistle here. You know, you think about, you know, chapter 1, you know, in verse, you know, even 10, and to wait for his son from heaven whom he raised from the dead, even Jesus which deliver us from the wrath to come. You think about in chapter two, chapter three, chapter four, and chapter five, hey, he's saying, Hey, the second coming is coming. And as we see here, we even, you know, point pinpoint, even you know, the greatest Bible teaching of the raptures could be found in chapter four as well. But as we see here as Paul is writing, hey, Christ is coming. Hey, you know, as we even think about, you know, as they're you know still working and they're not waiting. But as we see here, you know, notice even the second epistle that, you know, Paul, you know, has written. And, you know, as we turn this a couple of pages over to Second Thessalonians, you know, as we see here, Paul, you know, his main theme was waiting and working. And, and, hey, I'm thankful that, hey, that we can wait and then we can also work and just think about the second coming of Christ. And ultimately, just think about, you know, here very soon, you know, of course, you know, we're not sure when he's going to come. But I'm thankful, hey, very soon. And it seems soon that, hey, that he's going to come back, hey, for us. You know what? What an amazing day that's going to be. But as we take a look in First Thessalonians, and as we see here, you know, we just notice, you know, in chapter 5 in these very couple verses, you know, as we even think about New Year's, you know, sometimes, you know, we all have New Year's revolutions. You know, or, yeah, New Year's re- resolutions, and also, sometimes, you know, I'm trying to think, you know, man, how can I, you know, you know, maybe make a change or something? You know, sometimes I think, hey, how can I lose some of these pounds? You know, sometimes I think, hey, man, maybe I need to stop eating some chocolate. Maybe, you know, think about, you know, maybe some of us, you know, hey, you know, we'll try to, hey, even make an effort spiritually. But if we take a look into the Merriam-Webster dictionary, you know, we see a resolution... You know, is a, is a resolving or determining, deciding the things determined upon decision as to feature action or resolve. You know, as we think about even to ourselves, you know, hey, this sounds pretty good. Hey, I'm going hey, to try to lose weight. You know what? Hey, I'm going to not eat this. Hey, I'm not going to not eat that. Hey, I'm going to actually try to work out. But you know what? Most of the time, you know, we plan to do something. But you know what, we tend to forget it in just in a couple of days. You no, know, We tend to, you know, hey, we may start out, then we may not, you know, just in a couple of weeks. Man, that candy looks pretty good. Man, that ice cream, oh, you know, the moose tracks, you know, all the mint chocolate chip, that looks pretty good. But honestly, you no, know, hey, sometimes we could just forget it in just a matter of a few days, a matter of weeks, or, you know, even at the most. But as we take a look today, you know, I want to try to just pinpoint a couple revolutions that we need to be back on. You know, just a couple revolutions. You know, revolution is, according to the Merriam-Western Dictionary, a complete or radical change of any kind. Overthrow of a government, form of government, or social system by those governing, and usually by forceful means, with another government or system taking its place. You know, as we're seeing here, you know, hey, a revolution. And we're going to take a look just at a a couple of things, even from these verses, how we can pinpoint just a couple of revolutions that we can also go back. And as we think about, hey, you know, some revolutions as Christians that, hey, that we need to have. You know, a couple of revolutions, hey, that we need to happen in our lives. And just think about it. Even, you know, back, if we compare it back to the early church, you know, I think we would probably see a major difference to where, you know, we are now spiritually to where they were spiritually back then. But as we see here, Paul, you know, as he's writing here and as we see here in First Thessalonians chapter 5, notice with me, as we see here, you know, as in verse 14, Now we exhort you, brethren, warn them that are unruly, comfort the feeble-minded, support the weak, be patient toward all men. And notice this in verse sixteen. This where we get our first point. It says, "Rejoice evermore." No, two simple words, but it has a lot of meaning to that. But as we take a look at our first point today, hey, we need a revolution, not a resolution. You know, with the R E S, but a R E Volution. No, in our worship. You know, a revolution in our worship. Hey, you know, as we even think about it now, hey, let's face it. Often, hey, our worship experience, hey, is less than what we probably ought you know it ought to be, especially when we go back to the early church and, and ultimately, you know, as we go back to the Bible, and ultimately, hey, that fault doesn't go back to the Lord. That doesn't go, you know, fault back to you know, but it ultimately, goes fa- go, fault goes back ultimately to us. And as we think about it, as Paul, is, as he's giving some practical advice and as he's trying to help us, as we think about even, hey, revolution or worship, we notice, number one, hey, there shall be praise. You know, hey, when the last time that, hey, that we were so glad that we have teenagers that come on the bus? Hey, when the last time that we seen, hey, we look outside and, hey, we see some bus teens? Hey, when the last time we rejoice over somebody trusting, hey, Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior? Hey, when the last time rejoice? You know, you think about you know this this word rejoice evermore, and it literally means to to praise in our hearts to God. Hey, at all times. Hey, I know from time to time. Hey, you know what? Hardships may come, and hey, you know what? Sometimes, hey, you no, know, it can get us down, but hey, we have so much to rejoice on. You no, know, even in those down times, you know, just think about how God saved us. You now you think about how God in Luke chapter two. Hey, has he, how he was wrapped in swaddling clothes. You know, it wasn't, you know, a blanket. It wasn't, hey, Jesus wasn't born emeritus, you know. And ultimately, you know, you think about it, he was born in, ultimately we all know, Bethlehem. You no, know, he was laid in a feeding trough. He was laid in a manger. And just think about the very humbleness of our Savior. You know, you think about, you know, if Jesus was born of you know, the Herod's kingdom, and ultimately, if, and ultimately if he was born of a royal, to, a royal, you know, maybe a atmosphere, you know, maybe we even tough to even try to get to him. But as we see here, you know, he was born in a manger. You know what? A feeding trough for animals, for horses, for pigs, for animals, and ultimately... As we see here, even through his earth, earthly ministry, you know, hey, he, he went to publicans. He went to sinners. Hey, you know what? He lived, you know, just, you know, just think about it, Just lived just like a poor person, just for us. And ultimately knowing, hey, that God's going to provide every single need. Hey, knowing that God's going to help him. Hey, knowing ultimately, hey, you know what? I'm going to this cross. And you know what? You can put your name and answer your name. Hey, he's going for you. Hey, Jesus died for me. And as we think about, you know, as we think about this rejoice evermore, and as we see here, you know, hey, you know, let's be rejoicing. Hey, you know what, I was thrilled to have Brother Kearney on just, you know, Wednesday night. How thrilled, you know, he was rejoicing over, hey, seeing souls saved. You know what, it's just amazing. And, And we think about even today, hey, maybe sometimes, hey, even in our hearts, hey, we just need to rejoice. And maybe sometimes, hey, maybe that problem that may arise. Hey, maybe just get our focus off of that and to say, Lord, hey, thank you for giving me safety to church tonight. Hey, Lord, thank you, Lord, for allowing me to be in the pew tonight. Hey, Lord, thank you, Lord, for, hey, that I'm in good health tonight. Hey, Lord, thank you for, hey, allowing me to go to a solid Bible preaching, you know, a Baptist church. Hey, thankful that, hey, that we have a loving pastor that has a heart for the bus kids, have a heart for the ministry, has a heart for each and every one of us. And as we think about it, hey, you know, let's our hearts be, hey, as it says in verse 16, hey, let's our hearts be a full of rejoicing. But as we see here, let's notice verse 17. And as we see here, it says, pray without ceasing. Pray without ceasing. And as we think about, you know, prayer is very important in the Christian life. You know, I know, you know, even times in which, you know, it seems very tough. Hey, I know I can always go to the Lord. Hey, it seems in which, hey, you know what? Sometimes if I, you know, sometimes I use this illustration. You know, if I were to call my wife, you know, sometimes, hey, you know, I may not, you know, I may get her voicemail. No, hey, this Anna, please leave me a voicemail. But you know what? When, hey, when I pick up the phone or, hey, when I want to talk to God, hey, I can talk to him, hey, at any time. Hey, you know, it could be 3 a.m. You know what? Hey, he wants to hear us. You know, it could be in, in the worst of situations. But you know what? Hey, Christ wants to hear us. And, hey, you know what? There should be prayer. And as we see here, pray without ceasing. Hey, don't stop in prayer. You know, sometimes the greatest of works of the Lord used is by prayer. You know, we think about how, you know, we want revival. Hey, let our church be a church of prayer. You know, praying for God to do just, hey, amazing things. God to, hey, fill this sanctuary up. Hey, you know what? I, I know we've been praying that, hey, that we'll have to fill, get more seats in the, um, the fellowship hall for the children. You he know, hey, I'm thankful that, hey, that God, hey, wants us to hear. And as we cry out to him and as we give our hearts to him, hey, I'm thankful that, hey, that he can answer those requests. You know, as we see here, you know, hey, rejoice evermore. Pray without ceasing. But as we notice in verse 18, it says, in everything give thanks. Man, you know, we just had thanksgiving. Hey, you know what? I have so much to be thankful for. Now, of course, hey, I probably overstuffed myself. You know, I probably almost ate so much that my tummy was very, you know, it was very full. But you know what? You know, of course, you know, as we think about it, in everything give thanks. Hey, there should be Thanksgiving. No, when the last time we thank the Lord for saving us. Hey, when the last time that, hey, that we just, hey, thank you, Lord, for everything you have done for us. Hey, let us, hey, be a church that have thankful hearts. Hey, let us, you know, you know, God has done so much for us. Hey you know what? Even as we think about it, you know, there's nothing that we can even repay him for what he has done for us. Hey, let's just thank him for what he has done for us. I'm thankful, hey, that hey, we can praise him. Hey, I'm thankful that hey that we can pray to him. You now I'm thankful hey that we can pray. It says in everything. Hey, even the good times and even the bad times. Hey, we can. Hey, give thanks. You know what? Because you know what, the Lord can take us right up then, and you know until yes, it'll be you know hey, it'll be much better in heaven. But I'm thankful for the opportunity. Hey, that Christ has given us to serve. Hey, some of us may have some talents. You know that you know. Hey, I'm not good at. No, for example, you know, hey, some might be great at the piano, in which, you know, you probably don't want to hear me play the piano. And, you know, and ultimately, hey, God is giving you that talent to be to be used, and, and ultimately, as you hear the piano, it's just amazing how the Lord just just works and stirs in the hearts of the very words that is being played. Hey, some some hey may have a singing ability, which I do not, but uh, you know, as you know, even when. You know, as we saying, hey, that, hey, we can, hey, you know, rejoice and give it to the Lord. Hey, some may have an ability to, you know, hey, you know, to go out and knock on doors or, you know, or, or so forth. But hey, let's just be thankful. And it says, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. You know, you think about Israel. You know, ultimately, Israel is mentioned, you know, in the Old Testament a lot. You no, know, Israelites have more to be thankful for. You know, you think about it, than any other people of their time. But you know what, yet, you know, they were guilty of doing, what, more complaining, you know, than most of, you know, many people will complain at all. You no, know, you think about for 40 years they wandered in that wilderness. You know, around in the desert, and hey, they griped and they complained. You know, about what they're going to have to go through and, and, and when all the while, hey, while they were through their own doings. You know, we can find out in Numbers, in the, in the book of Numbers. But you know what, hey, maybe we we are in a situation that, hey, we may not be happy with. Or maybe, you know, it's not going our way. But you know what, hey, at least be thankful that there is a God in heaven that loves you and that cares for you. You know what, I I can imagine many times in my life where I would be without him. You know, I, I can imagine, you know. You know, when I got saved, November the 2nd, 2008, you know what? Before that, I could have been a total different person. Hey, I probably wouldn't be here. But I'm thankful, hey, that God, you know, I made God the salvation of my heart. And I trust him as a Lord and Savior. Notice as we see here, as we keep reading in verse 19, it says, Quench not the Spirit. And that word, you know, we see here, quench, you know, to extinguish. You know, sometimes, you know, you think about, you know, sometimes you see a extinguished fire. Or, you know, sometimes, you know, these fire pools. And you ultimately, you pull in and ultimately the water will come down. And ultimately, it would extinguish the fire. Hey, you know, as, as even as Christians, hey, we are very guilty, you know, of ultimately, hey, quenching the Holy Spirit. And how God, the Holy Spirit maybe doing something great in our hearts. But many times... Hey, you know what? We pull the extinguisher, we blow it, we try to blow the fire down. You know, God, hey, maybe they're you know, working in a special way. Hey, it may take that one more prayer to get somebody to come to know the Lord as their Savior. Hey, it may take one more prayer, hey, to see somebody come in that you've been praying for. Hey, it may take one more prayer to see that lost loved one that you've been praying for years to come to know the Lord as their Savior. Hey, let's have, hey, be Hey, let's have a yieldedness to the very Spirit of God and what He has for us. As we think about 2023, and yes, I know it's coming very quickly, and I know Christmas is right around the corner. Hey, let's resolve, and also let's listen to the very call of God in our hearts. You now, notice verse 20, it says, despise not prophesying. Hey, you know, that word despise to make of no account no, you know, hey, let's have an openness to the very Word, you know, of God. And I'm so thankful today that, hey, that we had the very inspired, written Word of God. You know, it's just amazing how, hey, in the United States that we can have this freely. And just in other countries, hey, there, some of them may have to go underground just to hear the very precious Word of God. Or, you know, some of them, you think about even folks in China, you know, that, you know, hey, can you even have a Bible? You know, that, you know, ultimately, or be persecuted know, for Christ. But as we think about it, you know, hey, let's... Hey, as we think about it, you know, as, as Paul, as he's referring to, hey, those people... Hey, uh, as we see here, it says the spy is not prophesying. As Paul is saying here, you know, hey, we're referring to those people, hey, who are guilty of, hey, hearing the very word of God. You know, and preach, hey, in power and truth. And, and as, you know, maybe a preacher is preaching. And then simply, hey, sometimes we can ignore the message... Sometimes we can say, hey, you know what, I don't need that. Hey, sometimes we can say, hey, you know what, that's for somebody else. And thereby making no effect, you no know, in our lives. You know, I'm thankful, hey, no matter where we turn, I could be preaching from Revelation tonight. Hey, that God can still speak. You know, I'm thankful, hey, I can go to the very book of Genesis chapter 1 verse 1 tonight. Hey, I'm thankful that God can still, hey, move in a mighty way. Hey, with his help. But as we see here, you know, as we notice, you know, hey, number one, a revolution in our worship. Hey, but let's notice number two. And as we take a look at these verses here, hey, we need a revolution, hey, in our walk. And, you know, as we walk, you know, hey, most of us don't walk on the same path. You know, some of us are much, you know, older. Some of us are much younger. Some of us are, you know, in total different paths. But as we see here, you know, hey, as we notice in verse 14, it says, Now we exhort you, brethren, warn them that are unruly, comfort the feeble-minded, support the weak, be patient to all men. And as we think about it, and as we even compare it to Jesus, hey, let's have that very same compassion, hey, that the Lord has for us toward all men. Hey, that every Christian, hey, maybe as, you know, what we use the word mature as others. You know, as a result, you know, hey, you know what, there may be hey, somebody that needs some help. Hey, maybe there's somebody that's weaker. Hey, as, hey, as, as a church, hey, as fellow brethren, hey, let's try to uplift them. Let's try to help them. And as we even see in these verses here, in verse 14, as ultimately Paul is trying to encourage, hey, this church. And it says, now we exhort you, brethren, warn them that unruly. Hey, ultimately it's referring to those who may think that they're out of rank. Hey, these people who, who refuse, hey, to march in line with the Lord. No, hey, you know what? There must be rules and there are. And as we see here, you know, the very rule book of our lives, hey, should be this very book right here, the very inspired written word of God. But notice as we see here, and it says, hey, now exhort you, brethren, warn them that unruly, comfort the feeble-minded. Hey, you know, this, you know, Paul's writing, he's not saying, hey, about a mental, you know, problem or mental illness, but he's saying, hey, those who are weak in faith, Hey, those who seem the hey, blown off course by you know, just a single blow on their lives. But hey, you know what? Some of these we can compare to even maybe even the quitters of the Christian life. But hey, let's come alongside as a church and say, hey, you know what? We have a God, hey, that helps us even in hard times. We have a God, hey, that can do miracles. Hey, that can turn back. That can help us. That can give us the strength that no other person can give us. But notice as we see here, brethren, warn them that unruly really comfort the feeble-minded. Notice is support the weak. You now, as we see here, you know we're speaking to those hey who allow the least little thing to make them mad. And you know what? I know some of us. You know we may know people that had you know very quick, short tempers. do you know, remember? You know even in college, you know even you knowing in the dorm room, you know there are some guys that have some pretty quick tempers. You know, and maybe when the RA comes in and say, hey. You know what? We have a white glove tomorrow. Hey, I want everything to be spotless. You know what? There are some of those like, oh, I'm, you know what? You know, have a bad temper, then ultimately, ultimately you have to face the consequences from that. But as we see here, you know, as it says here, hey, support the weak. Hey, let's, you know, as we see in this, hey, let's help them as well. When we deal with this type of person, hey, let's encourage them. Hey, let's ultimately point them, hey, not to this world Hey, hey, let's point them back to this book and encourage them as they could have a walk with the Lord. And notice as we see here as we keep reading it says in verse 14 support the weak be patient towards all men. You no, know, it's hard to be patient. You know, at times, you know, it is hard for me to be patient. You know, there are times in which you know, you just really want something to happen or you no know, even even at times today we live in a society we want something hey, next day. You know, as we, you know, think about even Amazon, I could just order a package and next, you know, get it in two days. And, you know, it's like, man, I just want it right now. Can I just get it, you know, next day for free? But ultimately, you know, most of those cases, you have to pay lots of money for that. But ultimately, as we see here, it says, hey, be patient to all men. Hey, we are reminded, hey, ultimately, that, hey, every Christian doesn't mature at the same rate. You know, somebody that trusts the Lord, even just yesterday, hey, may not mature as some of us that's, hey, that's been saved for many years. As we come alongside, hey, you know what? Hey, as we encourage each other, hey, you know, there's, we can share, hey, there are some things you don't want to do in your life. Hey, there's some things, hey, which I've seen, hey, that you don't want to do. And as we try to encourage, hey, each other, fellow brethren and also sister, hey, let's be encouraged. But as we see here, even in verse 16, it says, See that nothing render evil for evil unto any man, but ever follow, the which is good, both among yourselves and to all men. Now we think about, you know, verse 15, it says, Hey, we should have forgiveness toward all men. To so think about even Christ himself. You know what? He forgave those that desperately wanted him dead. You no, know, he made a way that each and every one of us, Hey, you think about a murder, you think about those who commit bad crimes, you know what, he died for those too. And just think about how God, you know, hey, he forgave all men, and ultimately, hey, sometimes it can be tough to forgive others. Sometimes, hey, you know, somebody may hurt us, and hey, in a very hard way. But you know what, just like Christ, hey, he had a forgiving spirit. Hey, so can we as a Christian. Hey, regardless of what someone may do to us or say to us, Hey, let's act in response of forgiveness, just like the Lord. Notice, as we see here, even in in verse 21, it says, Prove all things, hold fast that which is good. Hey, as we think about discernment toward all things. As we see here, Paul is telling us, hey, to prove all things. And and as we see here, hey, you know what? Put them to the test. And as we see, you know, you think about, you know, hey, there's somebody, you know, I remember, you know, many times you may come across, somebody wants a debate, you know what, hey, this book right here will prove all the debates. This book right here will prove any false, you know, documentation. Hey, you know what, you just think about it, you know, from the beginning to end, you think about even this earth. Hey, this book proves all those scientists wrong. But as we see here, you know, God, you know, in this Bible, should be the rule book of our lives. But as we know number one, hey, we need a revolution, hey, in our worship. Hey, we know number two, hey, we have a revolution in our walk. But notice number three, we need a revolution in our witness. Now, as we see here, as we see in verse 22, it says the same from all appearance of evil. And the very God of peace sanctify your holy. And I pray, God, your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless. It's amazing how God preserved us blameless unto the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Faithful is he that calleth you, who also will do it. Brethren, pray for us. Great, Greet all the brethren with an holy kiss. I charge you by the Lord that this epistle be read unto all the holy brethren. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Amen. And as he finishes off this epistle of First Thessalonians, and I know, yes, there's more we can go through, but as we notice number three, hey, we need a revolution in our witness. You know, just take a look, even in our witness today, you know, are we taking the stand that we need in our lives? You know, hey, are we trying to you know, be the shining lights you know, that we can be for Christ? You know, notice you know, these even people that you know, we see in the Bible, even, you know, even missionaries. You know, today we live in a generation that is, you know, is pretty bad. You know, we live in a generation, hey, that doesn't like God. Hey, we live in a generation, you know, we are surrounded, hey, with a lot of, you know, a lot of hatred mess. And as we see here, you know, hey, they don't love the God that we love. Hey, they don't love, hey, you know, the truth. But just think about, you know, as we're trying to, hey, encourage in our witnessing, just know it's just a couple of people, as I mentioned out as we wrap up. Notice Stephen in the Bible. You know, for sake of time, I won't turn to Acts chapter 6 and 7. Don't lay Stephen was stoned. For the cause of Christ, you know, as we see here, you know, ultimately Stephen considered to you know be one of the first Christian martyrs and in, in after Christ Himself, you know, what Stephen he was speaking about truth. You no, know, he was speaking, but however, you know, what others was offended by what he was saying. You no, know, he was preaching, hey, this very same Bible and telling others, hey, that we have a Savior that died for us. Hey, we have a Savior that loves us, but ultimately, you know what they didn't want to hear what he had to, he had to preach. But ultimately, you know what? They responded in the wrong, and they wanted to gnash him on his teeth. You know what? They ran him out of the city, and ultimately, what? They stoned him. But you know what? Stephen patiently accepted this persecution that was given to him. And as we see here, Stephen asked the Lord not to hold them guilty who have stoned him. And ultimately, as we see here, you know, he's up in heaven now. Now think about another one. As we see here, you know, John Wycliffe. Known as the morning star of the Reformation. John Wycliffe was a 14th century theologian. He's probably remembered as a translator of the scriptures. He believed that the Bible should be available to the people of their common tongue. But ultimately, you know, they brought some persecution. And ultimately, as we see here, he was a martyr for Christ. You know, think about William Tyndale. No, a great missionary. No, he known for his translations of the Bible into English. No, I'm thankful that these men and women, hey, suffered for Christ's sake. No, as we see here, you know, Wyndham Tyndale was a reformer who stood against, hey, many teachings of the very Catholic Church and opposed Ken, King Henry the you no, know, divorce, and which was one of the major issues during that time. But as he's making this, and but you know what? Ultimately, he was martyred for Christ. But thankful, hey, that he has a place in heaven. No, notice Jim Elliot. You know, a missionary. You know, and his four missionary friends. You no, know, along with his four missionary colleagues, he was killed in. They were killed on January eighth, nineteen fifty six, while trying to establish some contact, hey, with the Aiken Indians in Ecuador. But ultimately, you know what? They were slaughtered for the cause of Christ. But thankfully, hey, that their death wasn't in vain. Hey, you know what, as we think about eating these people here today, you know, we, th- we have more people that, hey, that gave their lives. We think about even Lottie Moon that ultimately, you know, we're going through in Good News Club as we're sharing even the very children a missionary story about Lottie Moon. Hey, that's willing to, you know, see something that's happening over there in the marketplace and see, hey, something about persecution of Christians. Say, hey, if you want to kill them, hey, come kill me first. Because you know what, because Jesus died for me and he shed his blood for me. And hey, you know what, To think about all these people that give their lives for Christ. But unfortunately, we have people today that's, you know, going to whine because of how we had it. Now, we're going to whine because of COVID. We're going to whine because of things that may come up in our way. But you know what, these people love God. These people give their whole hearts for God. Hey, no matter if we get persecuted out while door knocking, or no matter if somebody comes in here, hey, doesn't like hearing the preaching, hey, you know what, we're not doing it for them, we're doing it for Christ. But you know what, this generation that we live in, hey, you know what you think about, you know, we are the last generation that can make a change for the the Lord. No, we live in a generation that is dying, no, ultimately that needs to know God. Hey, you know, just think about, it. you know, it would just be amazing, you know, fact that, you know, that we can have, or it may be amazing to know it. this may be. Imagine if we are the last chosen generation to make an impact for the Lord. And maybe whether it be this church, Victory Baptist Church, to be make an impact into Hagerstown, Boonesboro, Sharpsburg, all the surrounding counties, how many of us would be ready, whatever the cost is for Christ? No, we think about you know there's going to be hard times, but as we think about you know what there's people that bled and died for the very cause of Christ, and we think about how hard we have it today. You no, know, Christianity as we think about even back in the early church, you know, we. Probably doesn't where it needs to be today. You know, ultimately, we need people, hey, that wants to go all out for God. Hey, we, we need people, hey, that, hey, just get a fire for the Lord. Hey, get a fire for, hey, telling others about Christ. Hey, even if it means persecution. You know, many times going out on Tuesday night, you know what? Hey, you know, you just think about, you know, even the crazy characters you find on Tuesday night, so winning. Hey, you know what? There might be some drunkards that needs Christ. Hey, there might be some homeless people that needs Christ. Hey, you know what? Just think about it. You know, hey, I remember times, hey, I got cussed out. Hey, I got the door slammed. You know, thankfully, you know, hey, you know, nothing, you know, to the extreme, but I'm thankful, hey, that God protected us. And hey, if it by means, hey, now ultimately we suffer persecution. Hey, it'd be worth it for the very cause of Christ. Hey, let our churches, we think about 20 23, hey, let our church be a reviving church for Christ. Hey, let's try to make some revolutions ultimately back to this very word right here. No, hey, revolution in our worship. Hey, revolution in our witness. Revolution in our walk. But let's have this generation we have now. Let's try to make the best impact we can. Hey, we can't do it alone. Hey, I can't do it alone. Hey, pastor can't do it alone. Hey, even if we try to do it ourselves, we will fail. We'll just fall right in the ground. But hey, let's pray and ask God to do something miraculous. 2023 at our church. You know what? I know many probably want to see, hey, this auditorium filled. Hey, let's go on our knees and pray, hey, that God will fill this auditorium. Hey, you know what, Many want, you know, as we're, me and Miss Anna are praying, we're, we're praying that, hey, we have a full, full fellowship hall of teens and then also of children. Hey, let's go on our knees and pray. You no, know, it seems big. It seems impossible that, hey, that, but we have a God that can answer impossible things. We have a God that can do anything. And as I encourage you as we wrap up, hey, maybe... We need a revolution. You know, let's be encouraged with these points. You know, I know that we've got an invitation. But hey, let's be praying that God to do a miraculous work in our church. Hey, I'm thankful for a pastor that has a heart for Christ. Hey, I'm thankful for the many folks that come out on Saturday visitation. You know, we'll love to see more. We'll love to see the whole church come out. You know, what amazing, what amazing ground that we can have. Now, who knows? You know, the Lord may provide a a third bus. I know it seems impossible, but with God, nothing's impossible. Hey, you know what? Maybe we have to add seats in the back. That would be a great thing, right? Hey, maybe we have to add some red chairs in the front. Hey, God can still bless, God can still work. But hey, let's in our hearts remember hey, let's have a revolution in our walk, hey, and also in our witness. And then have a revolution as we see here Auntly, in our worship. We could have every head by the nice clothes. We could have Miss Dawn come up to the piano and she'll play a quick hymn invitation. I'll also have our pastor come up here as well. I'm going to just pray then we'll leave pastor finish with the invitation.